Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. The hottest guests in the game. To be a general manager in this league, every now and then you got to do something outside of the box. Get on the ice. Nice. Access you won't get anywhere else. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his back. Well, the Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that. This is Leon Dreisaitl. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on your home for Oilers Hockey. 630 Chan. All right, after going 4-2 and two on a six-game homestand, it is now six consecutive road games for the Oilers. Really two road trips. Three this week to the East Coast, and then three games after Christmas on the West Coast. It'll start tomorrow night against the New York Islanders. That game on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 4. Puck drop at 5.30. Oilers now will start at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. Reed Wilkins in for Bob Stoffer today as Bob flying with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. They have arrived, but uh, you got me today. Mac T's going to drop by. Frank Saravelli, and we'll have the farm report with Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk for wave bathroom renovations. Of course, you can always get in touch. The River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. Swipe your Players Club card on Boxing Day and you could win a $500 gift card. See guest services for details. Must be 18 plus. And that's also the text line as well, 780-496-0063, courtesy Ashley Fine Floors. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. So, yeah, the Oilers uh, practice yesterday at Rogers Place. Derek Ryan did not skate after he was involved in that uh, collision and uh, didn't finish the game against the Panthers on Saturday, but uh, he was around the rink and seemed to be okay, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, You probably heard on the weekend that uh, head coach Chris Knobloch confirmed that Dylan Holloway uh, won't be back until after Christmas or, you know, at the earliest, so we'll uh, keep an eye on what happens there. Moving the lines around, of course, uh, well, of course, after two losses. But but we have seen some players, I guess, sort of in that middle six, perhaps not 
excel to the uh, level that you might hope. So that l- amazing line, it's been amazing lately, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman was split up at practice yesterday. So you had McDavid and Kane and Hyman. And you, you've probably heard Rob Brown and I talk about, we both like Kane and Hyman together. We, I mean, a lot of times out in hockey, they talk about pairings as much as they do about three guys on a line. Kane and Hyman together, that's that's some heaviness, that's some skill, that's some tenacity. Certainly Kane, the uh, more aggressive of the two and perhaps you know throwing a big hit or, or being a little nasty out there, but Hyman plays a very resilient, heavy game himself. So those guys with McDavid. Then you got Dreisaitl. Now he gets Nugent Hopkins on his wing. Usually when you tell somebody you're getting Nugent Hopkins on their on your line, my experience covering the team, they're usually pretty happy. So I'm sure Dreisaitl's fine with that. And also Warren Fogle, who Dreisaitl has spoken highly of this season as well, which means Connor Brown is going to be uh, with Fogle, or p- pardon me, Connor Brown is going to be with McLeod and Yanmark. Connor Brown, we know the story, yet to score one point, got the bonus for the games played, all that kind of stuff. Yanmark, a pretty reliable player himself, and it seems like they're still looking for a little bit more out of Ryan McLeod. The fourth line, I suppose we'll see how Derek Ryan is doing. But to me, Hamblin, Gagne, and Ryan, for a fourth line, I can't argue with what they're doing. They check, they get in the way, they're persistent. Are they perfect? No, but... They draw penalties. They've they've scored a couple of goals, so I don't I don't mind what those guys have been doing. But we'll we'll discuss that as we move along throughout the show tonight. But here is how it uh, sounded as we go into the audio the Oilers now audio vault for Direct Workwear. Check out Direct Workwear's new FR Parka with enhanced warming features for only two hundred and seventy dollars. It was Jack Michaels on the call Saturday night. Warriors and Panthers. It's the Oilers, it's the Oilers and, the Panthers. and the Panthers. Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett. Sam for Hagee scores. And the Panthers take a 1-0 lead. No chance for Calvin Pickard. That was some kind of look. Whipped around the boards for Hagee. Wide open in the slot. Montour scores. 2-0. Now Pickard is saying he was jostled with. But for now, this will count. Oilers look sleepy. Florida's quicker on Bucks right now. Look out. Here's a deflection save. Rebound. Score. And Sam Reinhardt with his 18th, 3-0 Florida with 30 seconds to go. With Connor McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, backhander score. And finally Edmonton's able to finish, and it's Zach Hyman matching the number on his back with his 18th. Bouchard wheeled across to Eckholm, slap pass, beautiful spin movement, came into the net, in front, and Bobrovsky, no, it's still loose. Sam Bennett left wing to the net, backhander score. Bennett with a hard drive, showed forehand, dragged to the backhand, and finished from the top of the left circle. And now it's three on one for Florida. Kachuk to Verhage. Wait, shoots, scores. 5 1 Florida, 21 seconds in. Here's Gagne to start the comeback bid. Over the blue line, between circles, Sam Gagne loads, shoots, and was stopped. McLeod will leave it behind the Florida net where it's grabbed at the horn by Gustav Forsling, and that'll do it. Yeah, pretty good performance by the Panthers. I I think you do have to give uh, the other team credit. I thought Florida was able to dictate how the game was played. I thought they were very good along the wall. I thought they won a lot of battles, and I think... uh, the feeling I had watching the game and kind of consensus uh, 
from the Oilers' dressing room after the game and on site. I, well, I think Dryside will even use the word that they were just a little soft on on Saturday night, just in terms of the engagement level and puck battles and that kind of stuff. So, uh, eight and two in their last ten, though they have lost two in a row as they now hit the road. Today's top story, by the way, for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. For the NHL, it's another coach being fired. That is now four this season as DJ Smith is out in Ottawa and Jacques Martin takes over and Daniel Alfredson is going to be the assistant coach. So I, I, Dave Campbell's on the other side of the window here and we're talking about this with Mac T in a couple minutes as well. So very quickly, uh, Chris Knobloch has gone from being the freshest head coach in the National Hockey League right? to now the, <laughs> the, the newest head coach to the fourth newest head coach in the NHL. Yeah, it's uh, you know, getting to the time of year where you're just, you know, teams are teams are getting a little antsy here. And I, I, The sense I get from Ottawa is that Steve Steos, their interim GM, didn't want to do this. But they've lost five of six. They're dead last in the Eastern Conference. They're 12 points out of the last playoff spot, the the second wildcard spot, which is being held by the Washington Capitals. There's no sign of life there. And look, when Jacques Martin was hired as a senior advisor, everyone perked up and went, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Peering over the shoulder of DJ Smith? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a thankless profession Yes, that often... An individual doesn't get to do in the same spot for very long. But sometimes a guy might last eight years with the same team. Well, we, you and I were talking and, about and earlier. Somebody who did yes. that is going to join me next yes. here on uh, Oilers Now. Read in for Bob today. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Bob traveling today with the Oilers, so Reed Wilkins uh, sitting in. Brendan Escott's uh, also away today. They'll both be back tomorrow. Dave Campbell is producing the show today. A very special guest. It's Mac T Mondays with Craig McTavish, courtesy Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer, rentals and sales. Craig, good to see you. Thanks, Reed. Good to be here again. Yeah, it's nice. It's always a treat to talk to you. I, it was a lot of fun the year you were, uh, I think, every couple of weeks on Inside Sports. And then for some reason, St. Louis sounded like a better option than another year of Inside Sports. That so- that, 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 that didn't work out that well. <laughs> well, it was a brutal year in St. Louis, saying. to be honest well, with you. Well, not to be honest, I'm always hopefully as honest as I can be. But it was uh, a bit of a long year there. But... Uh, you know, it's always good to be. Every experience in the game is, uh, you get something out of it for sure. So, and I want to talk to you about, I don't I don't want to talk to you just about directly this coach got fired, this coach got fired. I want to talk to you about the profession, but we'll we'll get to that. Let's, let's put the cap on Saturday night's game. I, I told you what some of the players said, some of the stuff Brownie and I talked about after the game, that maybe that wasn't the engagement level that the Oilers had had in some of their other games. What did you see? Oh, just loose in their own end early it costs them. I think, uh, you know, when when you play, uh, which I always played a zone system myself, uh, there's more gray area in terms of coverage than there is on a direct man-on-man system. So they're, 
there there can be breakdowns where a guy looks like he's he, he, he's open in the middle of three guys as a your guy, my guy, your guy. And uh, I think there was some of that for sure in that game. I think, uh, you know, Leon lost his guy a, a couple times uh, in, in, in that sequence in the first period. And then Montour slipped by uh, R&H, which, you know, really doesn't happen that much to either one of those guys. But Montour is so quick that you have to keep an eye on him coming into the offense off the blue line. And sometimes you get a little bit puck focused if your responsibility is their offside D-man, which Montour was, but he popped right into that hole and made no mistake uh, there. So you really couldn't fault uh, Cal uh, on uh, for sure on the first couple goals. They were slot line passes and and uh, tough tough plays to, to, to save. But, uh, you know, soft in the D zone coverage, I think, undid them early. Rob told a story from when he played about on the Nugent Hopkins Montour play. Rob told a story about getting into that situation with Brian Leach. Okay, I got him, I got him. I'm just going to check where the puck is. Oh, Brian Leach is behind me. Yeah. So how? what would you instruct your player? Like, would you instruct your player, look, you you got to just look at your guy the entire... I mean, it's, it's player <laughs> nature to find the puck, too. Well, yeah, and you could be responsible for that soft area slot forward, too. So you really have to keep an eye on him. And there's a lot on the go, but you've got to, as Glenn Sather used to say many times, uh, head on a swivel, Craig, head on a swivel. <laughs> and you've got to keep uh, your, your, your point man in check and know where he is. But, I mean, it, it happens from time to time, but it was just a collection of a couple, you know, bit rare breakdowns that... Uh, you know that that happened on Saturday night and took all the drama out of the game. The fans were there, ready to go on a Saturday night, yeah. and there was just a lot of the drama was sucked out of the game. And then trying to get back into it, Bobrovsky. I mean, he he. I've seen enough Russian goaltenders coming through here that that week on Thursday and Saturday that uh, made made it really uh, re- really difficult for us. Uh, certainly, we we got a beautiful goal, three three four way passing play. Hyman finished off an unbelievable play, and we're back in the game. And then we have the uh, the, the the power play goal that they scored on Odd the rush. Goal, eh? It I was. Anyway. We got we got caught flat footed. Both uh, you know they, they employ a one three system with three guys across the blue line, and they all got pretty flat-footed. Yanmark, uh, Darnell in the middle, Montour had a pretty good net drive and got in behind Darnell. Darnell had to pivot to go with him. And Yanmark got, uh, I mean, caught flat-footed and uh, Bennett went by him pretty quick. And then that then, and, uh, you know, Ekholm was a little bit slow recovering from the offside. But, I mean, that, it just you have to absorb that rush with speed going back, and when you get caught flat-footed, that's um, you know, unfortunately that. Uh, and Bennett made a good play on uh, Cal. So Pickard played that game. I mean, that the speculation is we'll see him in New Jersey on Thursday because he beat them. I guess we'll find out what happens here. I mean, this is. It's a good run for the Oilers. Skinner had a good run. You know, I know he took some responsibility after Tampa Bay. 
I I know, you know, Rob and I get a lot of calls sometimes about the goaltending, about the goaltending, about the goalie coach, all that kind of stuff. I, I reject the notion that Stuart Skinner is a bad goaltender, or I reject the notion that he's the only goalie in the league that has a bad game every three or four weeks. Like I, But I do, I, I am concerned about his workload, having a complimentary partner, no disrespect to Pickard, but we both know there usually is a reason a guy's been mostly in the AHL for the last several seasons. Like, and they know they won't play a ton in January, and then they got the bye in February. But is it, does it have to be go time somehow to get a guy? Can you wait for Campbell a little more? I'm just wondering what you're thinking. Well, I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in uh, Campbell coming back and being an impact player here. I will say that good teams have a way of overcoming really good goaltending in the other end and maybe some nights some substandard goaltending in your end. You have to drive it up. The onus is not completely on the goalie. Uh, Sure, they're going to make a mistake from time to time. They all do. But the team has to be able to elevate their game to the point where you put a lot more pressure on the opposition. And you're capable of winning those games. Now, too often, when the goalie makes a mistake, the team has not played well enough to overcome that. So this emphasis goes back on the goalie. And, uh, you know, you're in a real fishbowl here in terms of in, in, in terms of visibility for the goaltender. And the team has to play better in front of them. And uh, as we talked about prior to going on the air, Skinner, I agree with you. He's he's way probably above where he's projected to be at this point. But because of circumstances, he's been forced into this role as the number one goalie that's got to deliver the mail every night. And uh, he's not been allowed to grow into that position. And that's that's not on Stuart Skinner at all. I mean, that's... That's uh, that's just a, a byproduct of circumstance for him that's been a little unfortunate. But it was an interesting call from Chris to go with Cal on uh, on that game Saturday night. I thought I was surprised that I figured, okay, they've got four games left before the break. You know, um, Cal's going to get a game and Stu will play three of them. But, uh, you know, Pickard played well the game before. And, uh, you know, maybe Chris thought it was going to be a lot of pressure on on Stewart to win that hockey game. And late, it probably was. We got we only got one goal in, in the right. game. So but it was an interesting uh, call for the for Cal to go in that game. Yeah. Um, just in our last minute here before we get a break for the news. And I know every, like, I, everybody goes to 06, right, because it was so magical. I know both Rolson played every game, but generally. Would you plan, like Knobloch said, kind of looking two weeks ahead, how far ahead would you sort of have a skeleton plan with your goalies? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. And the point there is that you have a plan and you stick to it. Like if you get changing your plan because of a game you have to win or, uh, you know, one goalie doesn't play well, so you've changed your plan, I think... I don't think that's wise. And uh, when you when you have a, a good team and your team's comfortably in the playoffs, 
it's easy to stick to that plan, and I still think that's the wise thing to do. Sit down with the goaltender coach, Schwartzy, and uh, make a plan and, and don't deviate. I mean, obviously, there are going to be times when you do deviate mm-hmm. from it, but, but try not to. And I wonder if that's why Pickard got that start on Saturday. We're going to dive more into the profession of coaching, the unstable profession of coaching. And how long can a coach truly deliver an effective message to his players when we get back to where there's now?